You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AMs, The Morning Buzz with Mankiran Audula. And we're very excited because we've got Aparna Nancherla, an acclaimed comedian, writer, and actor. She'll be performing at Just for Laughs Vancouver on February 16th and 17th. Her show is called Uh-Oh, I'm Back and I Have Some Thoughts. Aparna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So I want to know, like, did you always know you wanted to do stand-up comedy? I did not. I mean, I was a very introverted kid. I lived very much inside my head. So I feel like my only audience for a long time was like my stuffed animals and like my own (laughs) sense of self. So I think it took me a little while, like when I came out of my shell in high school to be like, oh, I really like the feeling of making people laugh. And I really like just like comedy and that whole world. So yeah, I, I, as with most things, I was like a gradual late bloomer. Yeah. Yeah. And when you decided like to pursue comedy, right? Like was your family like, oh my God, really? You want to go into comedy? Because I can remember when I said I wanted to make the move into media and I studied communications. My family was like, communications, isn't that like how you talk to people? What's that going to do? So did you ever get like any feedback (laughs) like that? I think weirdly enough, at first, my parents were kind of excited or like maybe warily intrigued because they because I was such a shy kid, I think just this thing that was more front facing and like putting myself out there and kind of being in front of groups of people like my mom was like, oh, this is this is different from anything else you've ever wanted to do. Like this is more outward facing. So I think she was excited about that. But then it was like, and also comedy instead of grad school, less excited. (laughs) (laughs) And I I love that you mentioned, you know, you're an introvert, because I also kind of consider myself to be an introvert. I know you're the host of the Introvert Survival Guide, which sounds like a very fascinating podcast series. But my question to you is, right, like, as introverts, it's funny, because you're in this field where you're in front of people, you're talking to them, like, is there such a thing as being kind of like, an introvert extrovert where you kind of feel like you kind of have these tendencies where you're out there, but you're still introverted for the most part. Like, is that a thing that exists? Oh yeah, for sure. I think like most things we're learning like are a spectrum. So you can fall on a range, even with your personality and your social tendencies. So yeah, there are definitely, I guess I've seen the term ambivert, which means you're kind of a little of both, um, which I guess is like, you know, ambidextrous, like you have, you get both superpowers. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's totally normal. I mean, I kind of envy those people the most because it means you're okay by yourself, but you're also good in groups, which feels like, when are you ever having a hard time? <laughs> <laughs> and I know also that, um, Aparna, that you have a book as well that you wrote where you kind of talk about, you know, unreliable narrator, me, myself, and imposter syndrome. And I think of, you know, the success you've had, you know, appearing on late night television, being a successful writer, actor, and comedian. Is imposter syndrome still something that you deal with? Yeah, I mean, I think the book for me was clarifying in just, figuring out like some of the origins of why I've always kind of felt very out of place or kind of on the outside looking in. And it's, I don't think it's something I'll ever fully get rid of, but I think it was helpful in being like, why do you kind of see yourself this way? And why do you feel like maybe you don't fully belong in groups all the time? And how much of that is like, you know, more a construct or like a filter through which you're seeing the world rather than like the objective truth. So Thank you to my therapist for a lot of hours. And uh, yeah, and I think 
I think it is one of those things where I'm like, I don't think it will necessarily be cured or, you know, something I fully grow out of, but I think I've learned to not let it be quite so loud. Keeping that voice down. I think that's the challenge that a lot of people have when it when it comes to imposter syndrome. And Aparna, something that I, I really like about your comedy too is, is you're very open. And especially I think when it comes to having conversations about mental health. And and do you find kind of when you tie in the mental health and comedy, is that sort of like a therapeutic way of you to kind of just like deal with it? Like how important for you is to have those kind of open conversations? Be like, this is my experience. Yeah, I think when I first started talking about it, it really I I wasn't sure whether it would even be something I would regularly talk about. But I noticed that it resonated with people in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I think I forget that we're all kind of sometimes struggling with the same things in our heads that make us feel very isolated or like we're not clicking with other people. But then it's like the person next to you could be having the exact same experience. So I think talking about it on stage kind of helped me get out of my own head with it a little, which is not to say it like, comedy is my therapy where I like get up on stage and I'm like, and now I'm fine. Like I I still have to go to actual therapy and take meds and stuff like that. But it definitely, I think the nice thing about art and creating is it kind of is a conduit through which to put maybe harder things in your life and kind of see where they land. Totally. And like you said, a lot of people, they connect, they relate to it, they understand the experience. And I want to talk specifically about your special, just putting it out there that came out a couple of years ago. And there's one bit that you did that I just found so amusing. And it's the one <laughs> where you talk about you're in L.A., you're in an acting class and they yeah. and so <laughs> you probably remember this one very well because <laughs> it stuck with me. But you were talking about how basically like with each act in the room, they wanted basically people to yell out like actors you associate with the person that looks yeah. like them. So obviously, like, with the white guy, plenty of names to name. There was a redheaded woman. A lot of redheaded actresses out there. Yeah. And then it came yeah. to you, and everybody just kind of paused and was like, wait, what? Uh, there's Mindy Kaling. Chick from The Office specifically was said. Uh, Aziz Ansari, a man. You're a woman. And then science. Has, has that area changed a little bit ever since then? I do think so. I mean, I'm very grateful in that, like, I feel like the South Asian diaspora has really been taking over Hollywood in various ways and different areas, whether that's like, yeah, Mindy's Empire or like Hassan, you know, all over the place and yeah there's just so many to name these days and so many like young actors and actresses and comedians coming up so it's very exciting to be in kind of a totally different landscape but it's also a little surreal because that was only like 10 years ago and it's like wow things have really shifted like quickly and what do you think is like part of that shift and that change that we've seen in this last 10 years Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is just the internet, like kind of opening up a lot of doors that maybe were formerly like kind of guarded more closely or like only fewer people were let through them. But I think the internet has kind of shown there are bigger audiences for like people that haven't necessarily been able to be represented as much on screen. And in that way, they've been able to either be seen or showcase their own work and and kind of show that there's very much a hungry market for for seeing like more diverse voices and experiences certainly and you yourself you're you're having so much success in the world of voiceover being a writer actor comedian and maybe this is a hard question to ask you but if you Mm -hmm. let's say had to pick one right being a writer doing specifically stand-up or Mm -hmm. acting 
Could you pick one over? Like, if you had to, like, which one would it be? That is a tough one. I mean, I think at heart, at the end of the day, I am a writer. Like, I've always just written down my thoughts. And that is kind of how I frame the world in general in my head. Like, sort of, how would I tell this to someone else? Um, So I think that would be the hardest one for me to fully give up. Fair. And honestly, like I said, you're doing so much incredible work. And uh, the other thing I was really curious about, of course, is I want to talk about the show that you're going to do in Vancouver. You're coming to Vancouver and we're all super excited. And what I love is the title. Uh Uh-oh, I'm back and I have some (laughs) thoughts. Tell us about it. Yeah, so the title is kind of a, because of writing the book and weirdly enough, like while I was writing the book, the pandemic happened. So I, that was like a whole few years where I took a step back from stand up and really was focusing on these other things or just not performing as much. And, and then like after this long break, I came back and I really wasn't sure like how I would feel about performing or what I would have to say. And so I think this show is kind of where I've landed after a year back, a year and change, like back, back on the scene. Like, yeah, my thoughts. Okay. And have you been to Vancouver before? I'm curious. This is like your first time coming to our city. I don't think it's the first. I was trying to think the last time I was there. And weirdly enough, I think it was for an acting gig, but it was only like a few days for the shoot. And, but I think it was still when there were a lot of COVID restrictions. So I remember I had to, quarantine in a hotel for two weeks and not see anyone like just live in a little room and that was like just a fun psychological experiment (laughs) and the job was fine but I wouldn't say I really got to see Vancouver at all I got to see one room in Vancouver and hopefully it was a nice room (laughs) it was a nice room I mean, Matt, you, you think about the pandemic. That was such a wild and surreal time. And sometimes I, I feel like we kind of brush it under the rug. Like, yeah, oh, that happened. Totally it was did. nothing. And you talk to people like, yeah, I'm fine. But it's like, are we fine? You know? <laughs> I think that all the time. I'm like, why are we treating it like we went to camp one summer and it was kind of <laughs> weird? <laughs> We don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, this doesn't exist. And you're like, well, it was a thing. And it's like, okay, if you want to talk about it, like, there's no shame. But I guess I understand it. It was kind of a super wild time. But Aparna, loved having you on here. And is there anything else people need to know about your show before I let you go? Ooh. Um, I will say you, you can laugh. But if, you know, if you don't always want to laugh, that's okay, too. I try to be all inclusive. Even at my shows, I'm like, non-laughhers, fine. You're welcome, too. (laughs) Aparna, thank you so much for your time. You take care. And we look forward to seeing you in Vancouver. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We just spoke to Aparna Nancherla, an acclaimed comedian, writer, and actor. She'll be performing at the Just for Last Vancouver on February 16th and 17th. Her show is called Uh-Oh, I'm Back, and I Have Some Thoughts. Be sure to go to jflvancouver.com to grab your tickets. This is The Morning Buzz.